And my pulse, episode 642. <coughs> visiting right now she's in the other room i gotta wrap up here quick because i can't keep her she gets a little a little antsy if you're not around mm, she is very clingy but she, very she's, she's yeah but at the same time she's also a bit disloyal she likes to go around the place you know she likes to hang up. around me she said she's gonna stay here for two weeks and then yeah. she's yeah. gonna leave and she says mm. i'll probably suffer some withdrawal from her leaving but you know very active. You can almost, you can almost, uh, it's almost as if she can be in multiple places at once. That's just how active she is. Yeah, it's like she has a bunch of clones of herself, mm. just like roaming the entire world. She's mm. almost like everybody gets a harem. Everyone's of waifu, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, you don't actually have hey. it, do you? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, good. <laughs> just check it. Anyway. What I do have, though, is an introduction. Yeah, which is Joseph, the the host of the show, which is Anime Hi, Pulse, Joseph. and you're Andrew, my co-host. I'm Andrew. I'm a, I am. For now. Yes, as long as we stay alive and the Corona zombies don't come knocking on our door. Yes, touch wood. We have to come up with a good word for our zombies for this world. We can't just call them zombies. Every single movie has to call them something different. Zeds, walkers, uh, white ones. What are we going to call the corona zombies? That's a, that's a sub-poll for this week. You gotta, along with the topic, that's a poll. Come up with a cool name for the corona zombies and post them. I got, uh, I got maybe a suggestion, like, just call them coronas. Oh, look out, the coronas, coronas. are a horde of coronas. That's, that could kind of work, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. Or maybe call them, like, Zoronas. <laughs> Zoronas. Mm. Zoronas. Zombie Coronas. <laughs> yeah, what's the, the what's the other name of the virus itself as well? It's not just... Oh, the COVID. Wuhan. Oh, Wuhan flu. Yeah. Wuhan Chu, Wuhan Chu, says Ravine. Eh? So it's like a kiss? Is that is that the idea? Choose like, the kiss or something? <laughs> the kiss of death. The but, Wuhaners. Uh, the Wuhaners. Antella the Wuhan. I don't know. Oh boy. That's not even Chinese. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Iron News? Yeah, Iron News. Let's, uh, let's get straight to it. Shall we? Yeah. We sort of were in it already, I guess. When I asked how you were. But yeah. How, how, how are things other than Corona? Well, other than Corona, so not talking about Corona, we've got uh, the fact I bought Borderlands 3. Ooh, um, is that the sale that was on or something, the whole franchise on Steam? Uh, not that. I bought it from GameStop, uh, new. Oh. But oh, I okay. only bought it because I heard that mm -hmm. Borderlands is going to shut down the rewards program that they had that existed uh -huh. before the game came out. 
And right. I had some rewards that I definitely wanted to get on my account before they disappeared. So I wanted to make sure I downloaded them and had them available. Gotcha. They're just they're just like guns that you can start using at like level ten skins that you can equip that kind of thing. And uh-huh. I, I you I did all the dumb surveys and whatnot, and I got the points and spent them. So I wanted to be able to have those rewards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you already started booting it up already? Have you already started? I booted it up. I literally picked up the first weapon. I'm my first run through is going to be playing as Amara, the uh, the siren. Which is amusing because uh-huh. I've never played the Siren as my first run in a Borderlands game. But I was like, this Siren be buff, yo. Snoo snoo. Uh-huh. Oh, so wait, it's a female character. Yeah, she's like... You... yeah. I think she calls herself like the Tigress or something like that. She's also got like a hot like exotic voice to her, so it's like... I don't mind uh. that. I'm good with that. I could listen to that the entire playthrough. Don't you typically play as a guy, though? I do. I very much do. Um, but in this one, uh, her skills look more interesting to me. Uh-huh. I just like the fact like she can summon a bunch of hands and punch people, and that's her whole thing. Mm. She's like a, she's almost like a melee siren. While sirens are typically not melee, they're very much mm-hmm. more like uh, elementals and, and using weapons to ignite and explode enemies from afar. This one's more like, I punch you, you die. Ah, oh. mm-hmm. um, I beat Imperial Gate Gatekeeper, which of course is that arrow game, uh, adult game that I played. I will say oh, yeah. that it has a pretty good story to it, with a surprising twist at the end. I put it right up there with possibly the best adult game I've played since Sengoku Rants, which hmm. is the uh, wow tactical turn-based RPG from the Rant series. So, mm-hmm. there's that. Cool. Uh, Congratulations. Right now, there's Saber Wars, which is the event going on in Fake Grand Order. Not much really to say about that. It's kind of like a parody of Star Wars. Uh, it's amusing so far, and it's also giving us uh, Saber Lily, um, which she's a pretty cute character. She's uh, King Arthur before King Arthur became King Arthur. So, just Arthur. Kind of, yeah. You know, just Arthur, <laughs> yeah. while Merlin was kind of training her, that kind of thing. Right. I think. Hmm. So. She still called Arthur, even in female form. Uh, they referred to her as Alteria, I think. Ah. Uh, Alteria, whatever, or something like that. Mm. Did you know that in Fate Grand or in the Fate Order or Fate? Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? In Fate history or lore fate lore uh-huh. yes. merlin gives king arthur who's female a dick so she can fuck um uh-huh. uh what, what's the girl's name the queen uh fuck i don't know the king arthur's queen so that she can have the child which eventually kills her um more uh-huh. See if anyone posted. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I didn't lore, huh? even know that. I was like, I thought it was just like a gender swapped character. No, they didn't necessarily gender swap him. It's just that Merlin's like, and now you have a dick. 
And well, of course, she'll still kind of a gender swap because, it, like, you know, the original story, it wasn't a girl that got given a dick, it was, right, it was a guy. Right, right. So. And of course, she'll draw posts here. That's why Mordred calls Alteria father. Oh. There you go. Yep. So there's a. I didn't know any of that <laughs> stuff, so that's some lore. It's good. Yeah, that's good way to start. Yeah. Didn't know that until recently. Um. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, the tournament in Fire Emblem Heroes ended, and I got the character that won? Which yeah, they, I... you know, it was a popularity thing. So they gave away as a freebie, so everybody gets a free one. Oh, is that going to be like it's... a new reward in that, like, the tournaments now? Like, if you pick the character that mm, wins, not, you get her? Not the... Not not for the not for every single voting gauntlet. It was like a, um, like a hero of the year thing, so it happened with Brave Ike, I believe, in a previous year. They did like they were doing like an online popularity poll overall, and a lot of people just vote for the character they want as well. And oh. I think the final, and I think the finalists got put into that um that voting gauntlet tournament, and then the winner was going to be the freebie for this specific oh. one. So. How interesting! I picked the winner. Yeah, you did. Well done. I got one too now, so it's great. I didn't have a, I didn't have a copy of her just yet. So two swords, partly nice. very powerful. Haven't trained it yet. I haven't. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally finished Loop on the Third, Part Five, which has taken me close to two years to get around to doing so. Uh huh. And I'll say, for the ending was fucking mind blowing. I was Ooh. like, "Holy shit!" The it, the ending didn't just entail that episode. It didn't just entail that season. It didn't just entail that year. It entailed the entire length. Of Lupin the Third, the whole series of Lupin the Third was shaken by what happens at the end of this episode of the end of Part Five, and it's like, holy shit! Hmm, sounds pretty big. It that was good, huge. Hmm. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to spoil it because it's a pretty big twist right at the end. But it right, definitely yeah, deals yeah, yeah. in the relationship between Lupin and Fujiko. And Fujiko's like, do you love me or do you not? And Lupin's being like, all right, well, here's my answer. And it's like, whoa. And even Fujiko's <laughs> blown away. And she's known Lupin for fucking ever. So yeah. it's like, wow, that's pretty major. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I got a rough idea how things are going. Yeah. <laughs> black magic kind of like hinting at it um and so oh. of course that allowed me to finally get started into my backlog of anime which i poured myself a couple glasses of vodka to start with shin my mouth no testament burst oh <sighs> shin my it's... Yeah, that's the one about the uh, the hero whose father brings home the demon princess who ran away because her father was killed, and so she becomes his little sister and starts calling him Onichan, and then he saves her, uh, and then they form a master-slave pact, and so he has to suck her tits and and do dirty uh, things with her, and then, and then more demons show up, and he makes servant master packs with them, so he has to suck their tits and do dirty things with them. And 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 so on and so forth. So it's a keeper. 
Oh yeah, great, grand even. <laughs> just and this season in particular, you like armpits? You like toe sucking? Oh, I got the anime for you, boy. Oh 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 boy. Mm, toe sucking. Get out, Shinkai's whip out those there. those digits because they're gonna get soaked. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that's uh, that's been my week. <laughs> Aside from, of course, work just being absolutely hell thanks to Corona Chan's sudden appearance and the state of New York is now going crazy and everyone is losing their goddamn minds. Mm. Yeah, I bet, actually. I hear it's, and of I course, hear it's even worse than the East Side and the West Side. Yeah, right now it's getting pretty bad just because people here are filthy. Right. Um, and of course... Mass events have been closed all around the world, where people just you know can't uh, can't do any big gatherings. So I actually compiled a list of just this week different conventions and events that have been closed, postponed, and delayed thanks to Corona Chan. Let's hmm. run down that list, shall we? <clears throat> These are just I'll get, I'll tell you now twenty. There's twenty. We got the Love Live School Idol Festival has been canceled and replaced Oof. by an April live stream. Mm -hmm. uh, ReZero Season 2 has been delayed until summer of 2020. Uh, the uh, Coachella Music Festival has been delayed until October. E3 2020 has been canceled. Yeah. The first time since 1995 there will be no E3. I heard of that one, yep. Uh, Nico Nico Cho Kaigi has been cancelled, replaced by an online-only event in April. Tokyo Disneyland is closed until April. <gasps> Hatsune Miku's North American Concert Tour delayed, with no new date announced as of yet. Uh, Hypnosis Mike Concert cancelled. Hmm. Toho Project's Doujinshi event postponed, no new date yet set. Uh, number 24's 11th and 12th episodes have been delayed until April. Uh, Anime Boston 2020, cancelled. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Anime Detour Convention, cancelled. The WonderCon, postponed. No new ETA currently announced. Uh, mm. Diamond Comic Retailer Summit, cancelled. Uh, the TFCon Orlando 2020, cancelled. Pokemon Go Community Day event has been postponed with no new date currently set. Mm. Dragon Ball Symphonic Adventure concert canceled. Uh, Florida Supercon event postponed until July. Uh, let's see here. Yu-Gi-Oh's championship event has been postponed and all regional qualifiers have been canceled. And all the way at number 20, the Ghibli Museum has been closed and will stay closed until late April. Uh, so there you go. Well, there we go. That's, Full uh, sweep. that's just just twenty of the cancellations from this current current year or this current week. Yeah, probably more pending too, so you know. Oh yeah, there's probably more coming. I I'm of the opinion right now that the place I even work for is probably going to shut down for a while at some point. 
Oh wow, is that real? Yeah, there's Sorry. a lot of like universities around here that are just closing entirely and switching to online courses. Some of them, yeah. um, just because they don't want kids coming back. My operations supervisor actually had to go pick up his daughter from her dormitory because they kicked him off the campus because everyone's been kicked off. Just saying, like, take your shit, get off the campus, and don't come back until we say you can. Um, <laughs> con- you know, all the conventions and whatnot, the concerts and everything that were going to go on here, canceled. Um, and there's mm-hmm. even been gyms over near here that have been had out that have had outbreaks because yeah. people are idiots and they went to go work out while they had corona. Yeah, that's not good. That's another reason why I'm gonna. I'll, unfortunately, won't be able to go to the gym. Yeah, I was really just stay inside. Yeah. Although, if you do want to go outside, that's fine. Just actually go outside. Don't go outside and then into a big place full of other people. Yeah, I mean, just like. Which sucks because this week I'm gonna have to go shopping, which means I have to go to the grocery store. Sanitize your hands. Mm-hmm. Don't touch your no face. Don't that. Don't touch your face. Don't scratch your butt. Yes. Yeah. Just, just be hygienic. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, as the CDC says, uh, socially distance yourself from people. Which <laughs> I believe I'm an expert <laughs> in socially distancing myself from all sorts fr- of people. <laughs> my friend was like, "Good excuse to re- to renew my World of Warcraft subscription and just bury myself in my room." It's like, oh, okay, could do that. <laughs> Fortunately, I never really was into Warcraft myself, but it's Same. a solution I to some. Tried to pick it up. I uh, uh-huh. I went with uh, I think it was Horde because uh-huh. I went with a zombie mage, and I could summon because I wanted to summon a uh, uh, one of those succubus characters. And I was uh-huh. just like, I want to summon one of them because I'm a huge pervert and a horny teenager. And then I kind of was like, I'm done playing for today and never went back and played it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Didn't manage to grab you then, I suppose. But uh... Yes. I like fear it's went downhill anyway. Ah! Like a zombie. More on that later. I suppose. Well, uh, speaking of... you. Weeks. How has Weeks. yours been? Well, it's uh, it's, you know, it's been a very uh, probably one of the most pressing ones I've had in a while. Um, but it's also a really big change up to the routine. As I mentioned, you know, my workplace is responding in you know, how other many other workplaces are in response to this whole. Uh, is it now a pandemic? Is it definitely a pandemic now? Epidemic? How you I think it's it? a pan. I think it's almost a pandemic, which you know. One step closer to Akita. Okay, so... Oh, which, by the way, somebody pointed out... Somebody pointed that out, um... That that took... You pointed out last week, wasn't it? That took place before the Japanese Olympics? Yeah. That still stuns me that that was the case. I wonder if there's going to be any other coincidences. But, uh, they're, um... They've responded in kind with the, uh... I had three days off. Not off, but, you know, working from home this week. Um, mm-hmm. which was for the best in some ways because, you know, no commute, which is great. I appreciate saving money on transport. Um, but I also had to study because today I had my exam, the one I was foreshadowing for multiple weeks on end and such. Oh, and so, yeah, did, today did you I get found results that... straight away? 
you do as soon as you click as soon as you do the test right you, you click the submit button and you just kind of while the bar loading your heart just like skips a beat while you're just like oh crap crap, crap you know can it pass um I passed. I, I got a good grade. So, yes, I am now certified in that certification I was going for. So, yeah, something good came out of it. I just needed to go out once to set this thing. And then I could, thank you very much, Marianne Sigwin. I just needed to go out, needed to get this thing. And now I can finally, now I can bunker myself away from society. Now I actually have what I need. I got what I came for and I can, now I can hide away. Um, so, yeah, I got it. It was, yeah, it was nerve wracking. Been at it for multiple days, just like, you know, just nonstop studying. Yesterday, just, you know, lo fi music on the big screen, just like constantly just taking notes, exams, practice exam, practice exam, practice exam. And, you know, finally did it. Also, I've been laying off the booze, obviously, to try to retain information better. So, I've, to, this is also like to one keep of my. your immune system nice and strong. Uh, you know, I'm not too worried about my immune system. I've, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've. I don't want to, again, touch wood, but usually I'm pretty good at bouncing back from those sorts of things. I am very sad, though, about the whole gym thing and how everything's kind of on lockdown because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I've disliked about this whole extra work I've been doing and studying and such is that it really has thrown off my ability to kind of, like, uh, do my usual routine of things I like doing, like going to the gym. Um, and now that I've recovered, you know, not recovered, now that I've passed the exam, I can't do it anyway because of this whole situation, but... I just hope it blows over as fast as possible. But uh, yeah. I think okay. I've heard people saying that it's probably not going to last into summer, which makes sense considering most events are being postponed till then. Yeah, we'll see. Countries are having different strategies in regards to it. You know, UK is a bit more about like, we're just trying to prolong like the, 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 the high point of it, but like not let it peak and like, spike to a ridiculous degree. That's the strategy they're going with here. Whilst, you know, other countries went more into the, you know, faster lockdown mode. So, I don't know. It's different strategies. I guess you just gotta, just gotta hope that it just... <laughs> Meanwhile, in America, eh, we'll be fine. We're not fine. Oh, my God. Still, <laughs> are there that many people still in denial mode at this point? No, I, I doubt it by this point. Um, <laughs> but yes. So, that's kind of how it is. But happy ending for me, I suppose. I passed the exam. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yay. Um, so yeah, as I was mentioning about how, uh, when I get on the show this week, I was either going to be really happy or really sad, and yeah, um, I'm in, I'm in the uh, latter category, I had some cake after I got back to celebrate, if I had my first drink, I haven't been able to have in a while, just to try and, you know, uh, relax a bit, now that all the nerves have calmed down, there was a bit of adrenaline pumping straight afterwards, because of very stressful one hour and 40 minutes, but yes, Okay, enough about me. That was that was the uh, week for me. It's just work as usual otherwise from home. Uh, and next week I will be doing the same thing. We've been told to just work from home indefinitely at this point until told otherwise. So, yeah, I, I guess it's one of the benefits of working in tech, I suppose. But, yeah, and now, now that that's out of the way, I guess we could just move on to community stuff. Don't imagine it'll take too long. There's only one comment on the website. From Yotaru Vegeta on episode 641. And he says, If Andy considers Neo Yokio anime and Joey considers uh, Avatar The Last Airbender anime, wait, doesn't consider Avatar The Last Airbender anime, the universe is fucked. Well, to be fair, I mean, we're separate people, right? So what me and Joseph consider to be anime, there's no correlation between the two, right? So for all you know, maybe I also consider Avatar anime. I I don't, but 
You don't know that and until now. <laughs> maybe I also don't consider Neo Yokio anime. I don't okay. know. It could be consistent, yeah. But you know, in my opinion, and this is us is from my one from Neo just on my side of things. Um, I I consider uh, it depends on really like it depends on what you consider to be anime. You know, the 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 label of it in general because if your requirement is that studios and such worked on it or anime directors and stuff worked on it. That Neo Yoko's got that. There were like two anime directors that worked in it. Production IG was involved in it. Sure, there were some Americans that also were like involved in the pr- producing it and such. But I, it depends. I really don't know if that if that is enough to kind of disqualify it as being an anime. Maybe it's because it's English dubbed entirely first or something, or you know, or is it like a symbol of quality? I mean, you'll know from my reviews that I don't take anime as a label as a as a as a seal of quality, given that I rate most shows on Netflix, so... I don't know. I think it meets most of the criteria, honestly. Just because I don't particularly like it doesn't mean that it's not anime, I guess. Uh, I, I honestly don't really know much about Avatar. But at the same time, hey, it might also deserve part of the qualifier, because, I mean, what? It's also heavily animated in, was it, Korea? Which a lot of your anime is actually produced in Korea as well. So, I don't know. Maybe your criteria of anime needs to be broadened, I don't know. But, Joseph, any, anything else on that? Why, why do you not consider Avatar to it? Because I don't know anything about Avatar. Uh, why do you not consider it? That's a cartoon. That's, That's about a cartoon. It. So. Like, it's got an what? anime style to it, but that don't mean shit. It's made in America. Right. So, where it's produced is what makes it anime. Yeah, the big thing for me is where it's produced. Asia. Um, specifically Japan for anime. Uh, if it comes from China or North Korea or any of the other Asian countries, well, you mean then, South Korea? Because North Korea ain't making any anime anytime soon. Well, North Korea, South Korea, the Koreas. Uh, if it comes <laughs> from anywhere over there, then you know. I yeah, don't I really consider it anime, but it can still have an anime style because, like, you get stuff from, you get stuff from like China and, or South Korea, and it's a manhwa, not a manga. But and what if you about, get it from America, about... it's called, uh, it's called uh, a graphic novel. But would you consider something like Detective Conan, for instance, to be anime? Yes. Yeah, uh, well, uh, most people would, but a lot of that's actually produced in Korea too. The studios oh. there, you see. So there's actually a bunch of anime that they outsource a lot of the man, you know, the, the manpower and work because they just can't get it all necessarily done in Japan and Korea. Which now. is which is why so. it kind of is like up in the air. I'd specifically, so anime, I'm right? more about it like Asia is like the country, the area that it has to be produced in for it to be considered anime for me. So then you would sort of consider New Yokio to be an anime, right? If Production IG worked on it. I guess. I've never seen uh, New Yokio, so... Uh-huh. Okay. But it's more about the location it was made, so... Yep, for me, ten, it's ten. all about location. Um, okay. And also, there's, like, subtle nuances to it, too, because, like, in Avatar The Last Airbender, there's a lot of cartoonish caricatures in it that you wouldn't find in anime. Hmm. Yep, there's a... Hmm. It's difficult to put your finger on it, really, but it's kind of like... 
you get the same, you get this feeling from anime. Like when you watch an anime, it's like this is an anime, and then you watch Avatar: The Last Ender, you're like this cartoon. Right. I mean, it is American written as well, so. Yeah. That okay. That's gives, what that, it that is. I think it's, that's probably that's the writing that could style, also be probably. another big thing. The writing <clears throat> style to it is very much like. Yeah, it's got a very Simpson-esque humor to it, and I don't mean that mm-hmm. in the same sense as, like, The Simpsons and Family Guy, but I mean, like, if you were to compare it to something, it'd be closer to The Simpsons or Family Guy than it would be close to something like uh, uh, Sword Art Online or uh, um, uh, My Hero Academia or something like that. Right, yeah. Okay, I got you. It's the way it does the gags and stuff. It's very culturally... Uh, it's the culture of the humor, I think. Probably we're getting mm-hmm. that. Okay, cool. Well, that's yeah, That's pretty much that. Um, Yotaro, I suppose. I don't know if that's a bit of a long-winded answer. I didn't really think there was a question. But yeah, maybe the universe is fucked either way. Who knows? On to the forums, though. Today's... Um, speaking of Yotaro, actually, this forum topic, I believe... You sent it to me, Joseph, but you said that credit also goes to Yotaro, who shared... The yep. link to you? Yeah. So Yotaro Vegeta produced the link uh, to what anime characters do you share a birthday with? And you can use the link provided to check yourself. Uh, so, yeah, because otherwise I wouldn't know who was born the same day as me. But yes, did you get anyone good? Our first response comes in from Black Magic 4444 who says <clears throat> Kalen Stadfeld from Code Geass. So it's one of the main characters from that. That's decent pull. Uh, nice. who's, who's and mine's birthday is, oh right, who's and mine's birthday is the March the 29th, which I didn't know that. So there you go. Good character. Next we have Rampant AI. He's got a few here. While I've had a lot of entries from my own birthday, December the 12th, I don't, I do recognize hardly any of them. I don't even recognize most series they are from, but the series I do recognize there are Oven from the Dot Hack series. Uh, Kyo Kusanagi from King of Fighters, that's a good character. Um, Yumiko Mira from Origiru, my youth romantic comedy is wrong, as I expected. <clears throat> and Kota Izumi from My Hero Academia. Oh, also, oh hey, you got best girl! <laughs> she got. He also got Bernadetta from Fire Emblem Free Houses, who's also the best girl in that, in that game. Um, <laughs> finally, I had no idea that an anime from of the MMORPG game made of Onigiri, and it turns out it's a character Sakura shares my birthday. I don't really know the game Onigiri, but there you go. We've got Sakura. Maybe she's like a main character you play as. But yeah, at least you got Bernadetta. That's that, I think that's the main. I think that's the main one from your your, your set there. Um, overall, you know, Netflix needs work. Uh, next up, we have the uh, input on Discord itself. Um, Sigwin comes in with not many, but oh, actually, sorry, there's actually a slight update on the previous week's one, which was about supernatural creatures and stuff. Uh, no, supernatural, well, fantasy characters is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Supernatural beings, yes. Yotaru came in with uh, following the recent trends, I guess, with Monster Girls being so popular. Uh, what are your favorite? Oh, yeah, yeah, this my one said he says, I'm gonna go with the classic cat girl, can't beat him, and then that girl's from, I think. It's an old one, that image that he's chosen. That's uh the guy in the spaceship. Shit, somebody Joseph, you've probably seen it, right? 
This cat girl that Yotaro used. I want to. I want to. Sorry. Oh, it must be on the the site. No, it's on. It's on the for. It's on the channel. Oh yeah, Discord. she's from. Uh, she's from. Um. It's not of my tongue. Ah, Outlaw Star. That's the one. Outlaw Star. Yeah, I, it's not Tenchi. It's Outlaw Star. Yes. I don't know if I started. I didn't. It's an obscure, not an obscure cat uh, show, but I didn't think of it as like a main cat girl. Of anything, I always thought alien, but there's a bell there, so I guess it is a cat girl. Um, and then, or do I really love Monkey Boys? And I'm in denial, and he's got a picture of Vegeta there for some. So, Monkey People Saiyans, I guess, would be the other entry. But back on our main topic for this week, Sigwin comes in with I uh, got not got many here except for Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club, Akiha Tono from Moon Princess, Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, Daz from Attack on Titan, and Blacklock. Black Lock shoot, Black Rock Shooter are some of the uh, more standout ones for me. That's all right. I kind of it's nice that you got the Shikamaru, I think, especially. Uh, Pumirio says Lebia Maverick from Silent Mobius is one. Most of the matches were from Aerogate Games. You and me both. And then Yotaru says, "Wow, uh, somebody submitted my link as a topic, Sai. Uh, there aren't a there aren't a lot of characters on my birthday. A lot of them aren't even anime characters. The most notable ones are MC of Gatchaman Crowds, whatever her name is. I didn't watch this a lot of that show. So." There you go. I think that does it for birthday entries, so we can move on to the hosts. Joseph. I've got three people recognize, um, namely Nier from Death Note, uh, Hideyoshi Kinoshita from uh, Bakato Test, and uh, one that's going to be a little less known from Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero, uh, Samuragi Lee uh, Noriga. Mm. So, uh, the first two probably people be like, oh, I know those people, and then the last one they're kind of like, hmm, unless you were a Gundam fan, right? Yeah, which I know we have at least one of those in the room right now. So, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Overall, so, pretty good. I mean, some people got didn't get any recognizable ones at all. So, at least yeah, there. at least I was lucky enough not to end up with a bunch of just arrow gay characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I got a bunch of them on mine. It's like, oh, I was like, there's a chance this might not be an arrow gay character. Then you read the name of the game and it's like Boob Wars, and I'm like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> definitely, a, definitely an arrow gay. Uh, yes, my my ones. I got a bunch of those. I got an idol. I got the girl that likes to eat a lot from Psyche, which is something I guess. Um, then the other characters I recognize. I got Darius Zackley. Zackley. Darius Zackley from Attack on Titan. He's like this hmm. sadistic guy. I mm-hmm. uh, got Nyarlathotep, which you tell me is the Cthulhu yep, the girl. Chaos from... Uh... Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then last of all, I got um, Seishu Handa from, I believe, an anime called Handakun or Barakamon, one of those two. So, oh. there you go. I, I, I'm more gutted that I was I was one day off of uh, if I had been born one day later I'd actually share a birthday with Goku that would have been so much better oh wow I would be a yeah I know yeah it would have been great right oh, well oh well just missed it by a day mum couldn't hold out one day longer mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> anyways that's those those are my ones everyone else again just just arrogant characters so pretty much oh and a horse girl <laughs> from Uma Musume oh Yes. Alright. Yep. So that does it for this topic. 
Indeed, and I believe that brings us to our industry news. Uh, I've got two, and you've got one, so I'll get us started here with my mm-hmm. first topic. Uh, we got more news about interspecies reviewers. So we've got, uh, looks like a new group that will be checking out the racy anime. And it is the uh, Japanese watchdog group, the Broadcasting Ethics and Program Improvement Organization, the BPO. Now, the Mm. uh, BPO will be viewing this series, uh, specifically, I guess, because one of the most recent episodes was a bit more questionable than most of the season, and uh, so it's been brought to their attention, not that it probably hasn't already been brought to their attention. Mm -hmm. And basically, the main sticking point is that they're saying... uh, the anime is not only vulgar and extreme, but it objectifies women. And I'm like, bruh, the fucking women are prostitutes. They do this for a living. If you call that objectification, you fucking dumb. Also, that's it's not literally very the women them to be making to, the choice to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like, how dare you sell your body, you slut. It's like, all right, uptight. How about you pull the stick out your ass and get out the mud? Also, again, they're not real argument. They're not. They're not real. <laughs> it's okay. No, Nobody actually not. was hurt in the making of this fantasy show. Yeah, none of these characters are actually real. Drunk glasses. So, I guess the main concern is the BPO uh, thinks that the anime is not uh, is not depicting sex in a positive way. I'm like, oh well. I mean, so far I haven't seen it in any other light except for positive. It's fun. Hmm. And sometimes it can suck. And so when it does suck, you have to say it sucked. <laughs> and you post a review. Ah, yes, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeping it true to the spirit of the show, I guess. I mean, like, none of the girls actually get harmed in the series. In fact, the most, one of the most recent ones where they were, like, doing, like, uh, uh, like, mm-hmm. night princess being chained up and stuff like that. The girls aren't actually chained up. In fact, at one point, they even are like, oh, if the girls think you're getting a little too fresh with them before you've purchased them, they're going to smash you over the head. Hmm. And it's like, oh, well, there you go. No pay, no yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like so the yeah. next committee meeting is going to be held on the 24th of March, so they'll all be having a group get-together session then to go and watch it. You know, they those who protest too much might be the ones that enjoy it the most. Just saying, maybe, you know, maybe they feel like they uh feel a bit guilty about maybe how much they did enjoy it when you put it past them. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, just, they liked it a lot and then they're like, Oh, I have to bring this to other people's attention to make it seem like I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. No, I think, you know, if you keep on protesting I'm gonna start suspicious, you know, suspecting them of maybe enjoying it, you know? Saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, uh, speaking of in, in not enjoying things? Yeah, I guess. It's very it's very similar in topic. We, we don't plan these, by the way. But um, Patreon, you might know it's a site where you can use to fund all sorts of um, 
independent creators and such make maybe videos you like you probably heard it from youtube artists as well and and it's also a hub for a lot of people who want to make uh you know images that are um a little bit more towards the 18 plus side of things well patreon has been a place for artists a good place for artists in general yeah so you know because thing is is sometimes things are not advertiser friendly but the the magic that is the internet allows people to still make a living as long as you know there is an audience for it and there's someone to siphon the funds to them you know Sky's the limit on what you can produce, is, is unless you're on Patreon, apparently, because there were rumours going around at first about how they were banning art specific, with specific anime, sort of Japanese-orientated styles to them, right? However, Patreon has come out with a statement saying that they, you know, rejecting that, and their official response to their Twitter says... Uh, that we'd like to clarify a recent rumour about our guidelines. We do not limit any specific style, like anime in brackets, of art. But our guidelines do not allow sexualized depictions of minors. If you have questions or want clarification, you can always reach our team at guidelines at patreon.com. However, these di- guidelines um, apparently are a bit odd. Somebody did contact them. There's actually some screenshots here of an artist called Camo, who did, in fact, contact... Um, you know, the team in trying to get his or her, I don't know if this is a guy or a girl, trying to get his or her artwork back up and such because it was, you know, set as underage. Now, the art itself depicts a Pokemon trainer character from the Pokemon series, the Hex Maniac specifically. Hexy! Yeah. So, you know, she tweeted something like, I agree with that. It's best to just remove question posts on the platform and get your account back up. But I can't say it can't say platforms aren't doing anything unjust it goes beyond just boob sizes but the response that she got from um oh i suppose someone from patreon was hi again thank you for responding back to me i'm happy to help hex maniac's face so it's uh, face is depicted to be under the age of 18. those posts of the character will need to be removed from your page once that has been completed please let me know and i will be happy to review your account please let me know if you have any questions so Patreon, why thing are you is, so fucking dumb? <laughs> that's the thing. Is it's almost like they don't understand sort of the art style of anime itself in general because you really would think it would have something to do with maybe like, you know, someone who looks... It's not even like lolly images that like you might be able to be like, okay, that character's clearly underage because these characters actually have exaggeratedly like developed figures and such in this one. But what they're picking at is apparently the big eyes and the short height makes the character look younger apparently. Um, this the, there's more detail of like an official reply from another artist saying that regarding body development, they're saying this: having bigger breasts and larger hips makes a viewer understand that the character is not a child, but they can still be teenagers under the age of eighteen, as a lot of women have those puberty transformations at a very young age. In order to make them look more like adults, the face is the most important part. Uh, I was just thinking, huh? Really? So, even if it is a stylistic option to make the characters look more innocent and sweet, you should be always bear in mind that this will also make them look younger. I understand you might question our point of view on the subject, but I can guarantee you that I consult my team before contacting you, and it is consensual among us that the characters I ask you to remove look like teenagers under the age of 18. So, that's, uh, that's the, um... That's I the... think, uh, Patreon has about the brain of a teenager under the age of 16. Apparently, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It really does make me call into question, do they even have... Does anyone there even know what anime is? Like, that's part of the thing, is the big eyes. They fired all those the people face, when face they, face. uh, banned the, 
the incest, the bestiality, the lolicon, and the... I forget what else they did. The big band that they did. Oh, they fired people? After that whole thing? Probably because they were like, oh, we don't need you anymore to look over all the content, because we're not getting people making that content anymore. Well, that's the thing. It's like I, it sounds like it's still a problem because this other ar- artist, Neil Colley, Neil Coyle, in this talks about how they had issue with some of her artwork that involved like furry characters of human characters, specifically some of like I think it was Isabel from the Animal Crossing series of a, for a human character. So apparently they still have problems with the whole furry thing, actually. You know, <laughs> but you know, the. The overall response is generally, at least from this, seems to be kind of negative on Twitter. People generally agreeing that, you know, fictional characters are fictional characters. It's an art style thing and all that. And, you know, somebody posting the very obvious picture of, like, He-Man, who's depicted, like, looking really, really buff, but he's only 16 years old and such. Um, but, you know. It's like, it's like, oh, what do you think about this character, Patreon? Oh, yeah, definitely. He's one. Yeah. There you go. He's just born, you know. Do you mind mm-hmm. him fucking uh, that woman? Oh yeah, that's fine. She's an adult. She's his mom. <laughs> hey Patreon, hey Patreon, you fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people um, pointing out, you know, how if they keep this sort of thing up, people are gonna basically just leave, and it's Patreon's gonna go the way of Tumblr, basically. Oh, they point. already, just... they already are. I mean, you got people other sites like OnlyFans that exists, which is mm. what Patreon was. It was very loosey goosey with everything that you could do. Yeah, so it's, you know, sort of thing, depending on what side of the, I suppose, the argument you may be. I don't know if anybody here actually agrees with Patreon. I don't know. Feel free to voice it in the comments or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's just basically it. It's like uh, they're wanting to moderate, basically, what's on their site a lot more now. And that seems to be something that's just going to be a continuing trend going forward. So whether or not that ends up sinking the ship, who knows, you know, but uh yeah, this seems like it's going to be far from over in terms of uh, the fight to be able to create whatever you want and post it online, I suppose. I don't know, the ongoing battle. How did Andrew Ryan put it? Um, I don't know. I didn't play Bioshock. A man chooses. A slave obeys. I have heard that quote, though. So. Alright. Well, that brings us my final piece of news here, which again isn't necessarily positive, unfortunately. Uh, so, the Japanese cabinet has approved a proposed bill uh, last Tuesday that has expanded the copyright law to now punish those who knowingly download illegally uploaded or pirated manga, magazines, and academic works. Now, previously, the law only formally punished those for uploading uh, these illegal materials and for downloading illegally uploaded music and videos. So, mm. it has now been expanded to anyone who be downloading scantilations and whatnot from your favorite pirate site, insert here. And... Uh, also, the proposed ban will also affect leech sites that aggregate and provide hyperlinks to pirated media by October the 1st. And the Japanese government is ruling or aiming to have all implements in the revision implemented 
by January the 1st, 2021. So it's still got a ways to go before it is active. But uh, when it does uh-huh. get active, boy, mm. you don't want to be caught downloading manga in Japan. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Wonder. Unless you pay for it, which you better yeah. have a receipt. Mm-hmm. But I also just kind of wonder, like, how how much in control they'll manage to, you know, how enforceable is this going to be for them? Because it might be very difficult. It might be extremely painful in some ways. No, I'm not entirely certain. I mean, mm-hmm. interesting there's a see. lot of ways around, you know, being tracked and whatnot online. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can't, I can't even off the top of my head, but there were, like, past spells people have tried to pass to try and limit what people can do on the internet, and then they found out how hard it is to regulate something as, you know, fast as the internet, and just sort of gave up anyway, you know? So. Mm-hmm. It has been noted, however, that this law has yet to be sent to the Japanese parliament for voting, so mm-hmm. maybe it might not pass that. It only is a past... Uh, the cabinet, right. the Japanese cabinet, which, you know, that's just basically the law was created. It passed one group, pass it past the other, and then it has to be finally formally put into play, which it may not even happen. Yeah, exactly. I hope it doesn't, personally. Yep, me too. Hope it crashes and burns. Well, speaking of crashing and burning... Uh, <laughs> I believe we've uh, reached the final portion of our show. Yes, the, reviews. the final portion. Yes. Hope it doesn't burn, actually. But yeah. Same. I hope it doesn't burn either. Please stay alive, servers. Hmm. So. Reviews. Um, I've got one. You've got one. So I guess I'll get us started here. Mm-hmm. With his arm torn off and eaten by a crazy-looking bear monster, Hajime Nugumo finds himself on the verge of death. But thanks to his repeated use of his transmutation skill, he's able to dig a hole and escape, finding himself under the cooling glow of a mana crystal, where he proceeds to pass out. Hold on a second. How did we get here? Who is this Hajime character? Why is he being attacked by a bear? What's a mana crystal? Well, if you look towards the anime, Arufrete Shokugo de Seikai Saikyo, English title Arufrete from Commonplace to World's Strongest, you'll not find any answers. The reasons for this lack of context are varied, but can be boiled down to production issues. Swapping anime directors early on, tacking on a different animation studio to take over most of the work, and seeing script writers given the boot and their bad screenplays fed into the paper shredders. Indeed, the construction of this anime was a bit of a head-scratcher, but it might surprise you to learn it was all for the better. Hmm. Now, to help out non-manga-slash-novel readers of this series, I will fill in the blanks. What we got here is an Asekai anime, where not one, not two, but an entire classroom full of young Japanese students and their looks-like-a-kid teacher are transported to a world of magic, monsters, and dungeons. 
They all get powers and are told to go and home. They must defeat the big, bad, evil. But first, bullying the weak. Yes, not everyone is granted equal powers, and our main protagonist, Hajime, learns he has the lowest and weakest of powers, usually reserved for gardening and construction. <laughs> so he gets picked on by some of his class bullies and idiots. Uh, but because he is the main protagonist, he's caught the eye of the hottest girl in class, and she kisses his boo-boos. This makes the bullies mad. Urgh. And one red-headed moron in particular decides to betray Hajime during a dungeon raid, sending the boy falling deep, deep down into the lowest depths of the dungeon. And this is where we begin, where Hajime finds he didn't die from the fall, but still ends up having a bad time anyways. And now you're all caught up on what you'd miss if you were just watching the anime, because oddly enough, knowing they had bad manufacturing early on, they neglected to inject a flashback episode to explain any of what is missed. Uh. Boggles the mind, it does. But that's the past. The future is here. Hajime barely survives the loss of his arm, drinking mana crystal water, and after regaining his strength, he manages to kill a single monster and eat its meat. It tastes terrible, causes him bone-breaking pain, but he comes out better for it with cool white hair, crazy boosted stats, powers that belong to the monsters, the ability to transmutate guns, and a sadistic personality. What a combo deal. Hmm. Back up top, the class is bemoaning the loss of their classmate, the hot girl taking it the hardest, and the betrayer becoming racked by guilt. They learn more about how this kind of isekai happened before, something-something heroes fighting bad monsters, something-something they win and return peace to the lands. Standard mm -hmm. shit, different anime. But we don't care about any of that stuff, because back down in the dungeon, Hajime finds a vampiric lolly trapped inside of a cube. Seeing this as a situation he could avoid, he tries to leave. But the vampire lolly, Yue, promises to suck him off if he releases her. <clears throat> oh. Narrator's voice. He immediately releases her. They fight a bad CG scorpion, Hajime upgrades his hand cannon to a fucking railgun, and reveals he has totally moved on from wanting to kill the asshole who got him trapped down here. Afterwards, hmm. Yue fulfills her promise to suck Hajime off. Multiple uh. times. Oh. Before they encounter a bad CG Hydra that they defeat with the power of love, hand grenades, and bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, turns out this whole fight the big bad evil is a bunch of bullshit. Hajime finds a dead scholar who left behind a voicemail detailing how the gods are a bunch of fakers. And to truly end the cycle, you need to kill the gods. Back up top, the class defeats a bad CG dragon thing that they encountered before, but we don't care about them because Hajime is getting it on with the vampire. He transmutates an H1 Hummer, puts a mana crystal in his empty eye socket, and proposes to Yue. Oh, and he makes this cool metal alchemist arm that, when paired with his new wardrobe, makes him look like a badass male version of Najienda from Akamaga Kill. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Cut to the outside, where a clan of bunny people are being attacked by bad CG pterodactyls. So one of them named Shea goes to where Hajime is about to show up because she can see the future. 
She meets him, uses cute animal noises and scared bunny tears on him, and convinces him to help lead her clan to a safe haven. Along the way, Hajime trains the bunny people to be psychopathic killers, so they don't actually get their asses handed to them in the future. He also makes headway on learning how to kill a god, which entails going to four labyrinths and defeating the boss at the end, kind of like Zelda. Shea ends up joining Hajime's party for good upon revealing she wants him to take her virginity. And she actually is a useful attacker, which is a shame, because she becomes the butt for so many sex jokes. Anyways, though they get through the first temple, I mean labyrinth, they defeat a giant mecha whose pilot flushes him down a toilet. Literally. Bunny Girl takes full advantage of Hajime trying to save her life from drowning in a moment very reminiscent of the lifeguard and squint scene from The Sandlot, if you've ever seen that. Mm, Which solidifies her as a character that I stand, as a horny bunny girl that Hajime has to constantly beat away. In the end, though, Hajime, Yue, and Shea get along rather well. At long last, Hajime ends up meeting his old classmates, though he did so by accident and really didn't want to see them again. But his teacher calls him out on a minor slip-up and thus he has to have a sit-down talk with her. Things don't go very well when some asshat starts to stir up shit and Hajime shoots him, which eventually leads to fighting a dragon. How? Because he was on a job. Why? Money, resources, killing time, etc. The real reason? Because we needed another companion. The dragon is actually a tough opponent and by far the best CG yet, but that's not saying much. However, the dragon becomes super easy to deal with when Hajime pile drives a steel rod into its asshole, revealing the dragon to be female and to react very much like anyone else who just got a two-ton steel rod shoved in their bum. Turns out the dragon girl's also hot, named Tio, and was being mind-controlled, and now she wants Hajime to be her master. She's actually got a really bit of a tragic background to her, but thanks to that butt-fucking Hajime gave her, becomes a lewd masochist. Another joke huh. character who's actually pretty good in a fight. Uh, but then, an army of bad CG copy-and-paste monsters are approaching the village where the teacher and some of Hajime's classmates are staying. So begrudgingly, Hajime makes like Trump and builds a wall, and starts raining death down upon the bottleneck CG horde. This leads Hajime to making out with his teacher, adding another tick to the count of lips he's stolen. He also kills one of his classmates, who was leading the evil army. You know, just Hajime being Hajime. But enough of that sob story, we got a lolly mermaid that needs adopting. That's right, Hajime and gang happen to ton a young lolly mermaid, which leads to them busting an entire child slavery ring, which leads to Yue, Shea, and Tio wanting babies. Hey, does anyone remember where the next labyrinth is? No? Eh, who cares? Damn. Let's uh, check in on how uh, Hajime's classmates are doing. Oh, they're being killed? Well, let's have Hajime Deus Ex Maki himself to their location. For reasons. Let's have him kill the best terrible CG monster yet, save everyone who died, and kill the sexy demon lady totally ignoring her sob story about her dead husband or whatever. His reward? He gives... He gets hugs from the hot girl. His other reward? 
pointing a gun at the rest of his class and reminding them that he's better, and knows they betrayed him. His final reward? The classroom hottie, Cowdery, joins his gaggle of groupies. Thus ends this anime on a Hummer drive towards the horizon. My final assessment. Read the yeah. manga. <laughs> it's not nearly as far as the anime is by like a few chapters or so, but it's paced better, has better graphics, and is just generally better. The anime <laughs> did suffer from a terrible start, and sadly that poor foundation, even after being replaced, left a good deal of debris and garbage behind that cluttered what could have been good. The terrible CG monsters, the lack of a beginning, the janky pacing, the overall animation, all of it just leads to this being a disappointment. Now, the animation was originally handled by White Fox, who are actually quite a good studio, with works like ReZero, Steins Gate, and Jorgamond under their belt. Hmm. The change of hands saw Asri taking over, who are known for works like Future Diary, Shuffle, and Yushibu. Sadly, the animation suffered, especially when it came to the monsters, which all looked like baby's first CG. Why they didn't just make them digitally or hand-drawn like the rest of the anime was? Mm. Probably due to a lack of time, but it really hurt the anime score. Right. Um, voice acting, there's honestly not much to say. It wasn't outstanding, and this is never a category that can save an anime. Mm-hmm. And as for my favorite character, without a doubt, it had to be Hajime. Here's a guy that is nearly killed after being betrayed by one of his classmates, and yet he gets over his grudge and grows as a character. He powers up, becomes stronger, evolves, gains a steady following of women who all want his D, (laughs) except for the lolly mermaid. She just wants Uh to call him daddy. Uh He doesn't play silly games or try to act the hero like his classmates do, and he even points out their flaws straight to their faces and makes them realize that unless they too change like he did none of them are going home except for him and his harem Hmm. so what do i give this anime well i give it a very still saltines out of frente shokugyo de sekai saikyo gets a crackers wow just barely eking it in there with the crackers. Stale, moldy crackers. But crackers mm. nonetheless. You can still make out the cracker bit to it if you look hard enough. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh. So, there you go. Uh, Fredo manages to pull it some back from the depths, much like its protagonist, I guess. Yep. I think yep. what really carried it was the protagonist, the characters really did carry this anime um mm-hmm. yeah cool so yeah, yeah i like i said though read the manga don't yeah, watch the anime mm-hmm. well then i guess we're ready to close us off the last review for the day um yes why don't you uh why don't you shuffle us out of here Yes, shuffle like a zombie, like a zomber. So it's got to be mm-hmm. a fairly quick one, honestly. There's too much to say about it. I say that all the time, but I'm, I really mean it this time. So today's uh, entry is going to be a show that showed up in December 2018, Zombieland Saga. Really took me by surprise. I'm sure kind of came out of nowhere because it's not actually adapted from anything. It's not based off a of manga or light novel or anything. 
And I just, I had no idea, especially off its first poster, what it was going to be about. Because, like, Zombieland saga, so, like, is it zombie, horror, anime, what does saga mean? Is it, like, a story? No, but it actually is, a, it's, what I wasn't expecting was that it was going to end up being an idol show. And by saga, it was actually not referring to, like, a story like a saga. It was actually referring to the saga prefecture in Japan. So, there's that. Um... But I, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Starting us off, the story stars uh, Sakura Minamoto. Uh, you know, she has a very stereotypical sort of introductory scenes where she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna start my second day of uh, no, my second year of high school, and I'm, I've got dreams. We're gonna, you know, it looks like she's enjoys idols because it's on her computer, and looks like she's gonna go for an audition. But upon leaving her house, she is immediately hit by like a a large truck, but in, isn't isekai to another world. She's oh, actually truck killed. Failed. I know, he failed to transport her to another world. In fact, he actually does his usual his usual function when he hits somebody and that is, person just gets killed. They get deaded. And cues like a heavy metal sort of opening to it, which is pretty, is pretty good. It comes out of nowhere. It's like a very chewy and it's just juxtaposed to this metal song just comes in as she's her body's like falling in slow mo credits go on screen. It was a really good introduction anyways. But then she wakes up some undisclosed time later and to find that she's surrounded by all these other zombie girls and they're all acting like, you know, shambling zombies and she seems to be the only one that's conscious of her you know, herself at first. But she doesn't even know she's a zombie until she goes outside and runs into a cop who once once her makeup has been washed off by the rain to reveal her zombie like complexion, he shoots her with a gun. Um, and obviously it doesn't kill her because, you know, zombies. You gotta attack the brain. He shoots her in the chest. But anyways, what the real situation is when she's brought back by the manager, Kotaro Tatsumi, this guy with sunglasses, best character in the show, uh, who's gathered them all together, is that he has, he has resurrected these key six, her and six other girls to form an idol group that is going to revitalize the Saga Prefecture as a re, as like a regional idol group. Um, he's gathered some some really key key uh, figures from all across history. He's got this uh this lady Yugiri who's used to be like this courtesan from like old I suppose Edo period Japan. You got Mizuno Eyes like a like a an ex actual idol, so she already was successful before she died. Kono Junko who used to be like a solo idol solo performer. You got Yoshikawa Lily who's like a lolly who used to be like a TV star. And you got Nikaido Saki, who used to be like a, a, a infamous, uh, one of those like biker gang sort of girls, you know, those rough, I think they're called like Yankees or something. Um, and then there's also the legendary Yamada Tai, which is like, who's that? Yeah, legendary Yamada Tai! No, no, no introduction needed. And she's, the, the thing of her is, as, as a character is that she just remains like a shambling zombie throughout the whole thing. So whilst the other girls slowly gain their consciousness and gain their personalities back uh, after episode one, uh, Yanada Tai just remains a zombie for the whole show. So she's just shambling the whole time. Uh, great concept. Anyways, so there's no time for them to be shambling because, you know, it's time for them to go for various jobs at different places and you know first off to try and make money and to try to get their idol career off the ground now of course not all of them are immediately on board with the idea given that you know 
quite a lot to take in to just suddenly wake up as a zombie. Especially for Sakura in some ways because she has no recollection of how she even died. Well, so at least all the other ones seem to have memory. Sakura can't actually remember anything about her past life before she was a zombie. So, But she gets flashes of it when she's on stage, which is what kind of drives her to still be an idol and bring the whole team together. So you join them for like 12 episodes while they get up to various shenanigans and bond as a group and you get to learn a little bit about each character's backstory. I say each, but not all of them. Um, like, they don't bother giving, like, uh, two of them really a backstory. There's sort of one for, like, the third girl, but not very much. Um, but, um, you know, well, you get, like, a backstory for most of them then, and then, like, a bunch of shows, and you get them kind of coming closer together, and then there's, like, a final performance at the end. And also you get Sakura's more of her backstory comes at the very, very conclusion of the show. But yeah, that's that's sort of the structure of it. It's uh, definitely one of the more comedic... It has a more of a kind of comedic edge to it than probably you'd expect from an idol show, I guess, because it's marketed sort of as, like, a... Like a... Um, a bizarre, like, comedic take on the idol genre. And in some ways, it certainly is. After all, this is a weird concept to begin with, um, to mix some things that don't sound like it would really match together. But it also is in itself kind of an idol show because it even does the thing where they have songs and they have dance numbers, um, and they become really badly animated CG models during, you know, those motion tracked kind of like uh, idol models that you get on those YouTube videos during those performances. I really. I don't know if it's actually on purpose that they look like those. Um, you know, as like some, some sort of parody of like other idol groups that use this bad CG motion tracked models. Or mm-hmm. if it's really, they were wanted it to, they genuinely thought it looked good. Because honestly, I think it looks a lot better when they have the moments when they're just drawn, you know, 2D. But, you know, and I don't really think it's just my favoritism towards 2D art this time. I actually just, I do think the 3D models look a little jank, but I don't know if it's for parody or not. The thing is, is that the humour in the show is kind of there. It comes and goes. It has a, a very light style to it, but it also does try to lay in some heart and try and be like a, you know, a drama show at times with them sort of bonding and giving them like more serious backstories to them. Um... While trying to keep, while trying to balance out a very light-hearted tone all the way through, it somewhat succeeds on the comedic side for me. I'm not really sold on the whenever it goes towards like the giving each color, each character like a backstory and working on their character tropes. Because to me, they don't really manage to make it out past their own archetypes. They all still seem like the way they were when they started. If that makes sense, there's not really much of an arc to them. You find out how they died, and it's like, oh, okay. And then it moves on, sort of thing. And um, that's sort of it. The, the, the comedy, I think, is really mainly owed to the the guy, the manager, uh, Kotaro Tatsumi. His voice acting in this show is amazing. He's voiced by um, Miyano Mamoru, who you might know as... He's, he seems to be a veteran of, this, of the anime scene, but he most famously has voiced characters from... Um, I think it's. I think it is. Is it Kyoma? I think it's Kyoma. One second. I don't. I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, he's Hyoin Kyoma from Steins Gate. He's um Death the Kid from um Soul Eater. He played uh Light Yagami from Death Note. You know, he's he's got some really big roles under his belt. He really hams up in this show. Like he has this accent to him. It's it's 
impossible for me to emulate how he does it, but he just shouts and has fun the entire time and throws in random English words just it just at different points, and he's just a real joker to kind of go. And the thing is, is his performance in this elevates the the moments with the actual main girls within the group. Whenever he's there and he's interacting with them, it makes it more funny because again, when they're there, it's just kind of somewhat like a slightly more humorous, just generic idol show to me, at times. But when when he's there, it just kind of becomes more like a, it really does feel like it's carrying out the the fun parody side of it. So I really wish there was more of him. And speaking of which, out of the group, right, the the ones that don't get developed, some of them are actually more fun as a result because they don't get developed. I was mentioning earlier on that there's that Yamada Tai girl who doesn't get any voice acting roles really well it, at all in the show. I mean, as in like she doesn't have any lines. She just goes uh just rambles shambles about, right? She's mm-hmm. actually one of the most like qualified, like experienced voice actresses that they have. She voiced Sailor Moon, after all. <laughs> and they've just Yikes. given her the role. I think that's fun enough itself. They've given her the role of Yamada Tai, the zombie that just goes uh over the whole duration of the show. So like if you didn't know that, that's also great. But when you find out it's like what? Why would you hire someone like that to do this sort that of role? That would be like but it's if great. you gave Nori Wakamoto a role where he doesn't talk. Exactly. It's it's but it's funny because they've done it that way in some ways cuz it's like such an amazing like experienced voice and then you're just using it for that but it's hilarious cuz it's because of that. But you know, she does it very good as a as a zombie for the whole show, I suppose. Um, there's also another thing of note, by the way. This is a, not really so much to do with the anime itself directly, but one of the voice actresses who plays like the white-haired zombie girl. There's somebody whoever's managing her um, profile on my anime list really fucked up because there's multiple bits where she's credited as guy characters, and I'm. 80% sure she didn't play these characters. She's credited as like the sensei guy, Sato Ichiro from Nande Kokoni Sensei Guy, you know, the one about that, that that basically borderline hentai show about teachers. And she's also credited as being Askelad, which is like this pirate Viking guy from Vinland Saga, which I'm also very sure she didn't voice. But <laughs> somebody on my anime list has really struck the ball and just given her a bunch of male roles here and given her credits for it. I don't think she voiced them, but you know. Maybe there's a vo- maybe there's a flashback I'm missing somewhere in Vinland Saga. I don't know, but yeah. Anyways, back on the show itself. Uh, presentation is really good, at least. Um, it's done by Studio Mappa. They they typically make good looking, clean, flowing animation, and despite you know, it's not really got like a lot of action. But for the moments where it's two D, the characters are very dynamic, very animated. They have very cool expressions to them. You know, very varied like expressions, and that really helps add a lot of uh, appeal to it visually. It, it also helps during some of the comedic segments when they are being zombies. You know, if it's funny when they're when they're doing the zombie stuff, I'm a lot more behind it. When they're doing the idol stuff, I'm not really so much sold on it. I couldn't really remember any of the songs. What you don't like the idol stuff? No, I know, I know. Not this, you. I, it couldn't win me over. I'm afraid. You know, there's <laughs> no. None of it is, none of it's a snow halation, at least know what snow halation is. None of it's a snow halation or anything. Um, yeah, it's, when it's doing that, it's fine. Other, other parts, not so much for me. But, um, 
you know, the whole getting the band together, whenever it's parodying tropes, like, you know, is she going to show up? Is she not going to show up? And then the other girl, like, you know, because she's, the other girl's feeling disheartened, so she's not going to, like, show up to the concert. But when she decides last minute to, to come, they accidentally hit her with the van. And then the main girl's like, huh, I'm getting deja vu for some reason. And I was like, that's good. You know, when you hit her with the car, that's fine. You know, when you when you go over the top, I, th- I just think that if they really wanted to get me behind it, they should have went more ham on the humor when a lot more in on it but it's getting a second season so there's that maybe they'll maybe they'll do it better next time i suppose as it is it's not a bad show it's definitely not so much my thing because of the idle side of it honestly uh, mm-hmm. i like it when it's being a lot more random and you know just wacky and again it's really saved mainly by the work of uh, miyano mamoru as tatsumi kotaro he really does make the show steals every scene he's in um so, you know, there's that. Uh, and again, production quality is quite good. So I think there's something in it. If, if you want something that's like a fun distraction, that at least entertaining, I guess. But, you know, could have been better, could have been worse otherwise. But I'm glad I watched it. So that's Zombieland Saga. Um, I'm going to give it a well-expected, as probably everyone say it with me, a Netflix. Because I give every anime I review a Netflix. Pretty much. And I give every NAI review of Crackers, except last time when I gave something in Netflix. <laughs> except that one time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've pretty much covered all the bases on that one. Can't think of much else. Like I said, not much of a story to it, really. Just, you know, shows and shows with a climax, backstories, that's it. Season 2 coming, apparently. Alright. Yep. Well then, that does it for today's episode of Anime Pulse. Of course, before we go, we've got some people we have to thank. And as uh, as it has been, we got uh, for our Patreon credits, Alkazero, Shuji, Man, Phantom, and Tag. I also want to thank everyone who stopped by today to listen to us ramble on live, Blackmagic666, Mariner Burt, Premieria, Rampant AI, Sigwin. Uh, I think we had someone else who was here. There's Shield for a Bro, bit. Shield Ah, Bro. Shield Bro as well. He was yeah. around for a bit, talked to me about some fake Grand Order stuff, which was cool. Oh, yeah. You're both, um, you're both are the most into fate, I think, here. I think Rampant and Black Magic also know fake Grand Order. Mm-hmm. I'm okay That's true. And. I do. Oh, and of course, all of our anonymous sponsors. Can't forget them as well. Even mm-hmm. though they would probably prefer to be forgotten, uh, I will not do that. You will always be remembered. Mm, thank you. Yep. But until next time, as always, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>